چهار نموت ها Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. This is Day of Sun. And, uh, you know, I was thinking earlier this morning. I bet. I don't know. I've not looked at this up. But I bet Niccolo Machiavelli's sun is opposed to his moon in his natal chart. Mine is. And I think that's probably why Day of Sun on the playlist here has one of the fewest number of videos in it. Uh, so I want to kind of deal with what, how I understand that. So sun, you know, in astrology, very much representative of your personality that faces the world, the lot of the sun that everybody sees in your face, and other vomiting type stuff. You know, uh, I've never been big into appearing, uh, appearing in a big way before people. I'm very much more Machiavellian. And, uh, you know, I have my, my, uh, let's see, Gargamel tower and, uh, Azrael. And what I do is plot like pinky in the brain, you know, I plot like the brain, how to take over the world from my Gargamel tower. You know, that's kind of my personality. I don't really go into town much and be like, my brethren, my fellow citizens, my fellow Democrats or Republicans. No, we have none of those identities. None of those things. None of the traditional ways of uh, understanding who you are. We're not attached to any of those. No religion, no politic, no real morality. You know, we have those things for ourselves. But we don't want to, you know, put any kind of uh, of our way of seeing things on everybody else in the world, and believe that's a moral thing to do in of itself. We just think entirely differently than everybody else. There are people who understand Niccolo Machiavelli and uh, see him as a fine. Um, heroic person that the gods would admire the ancient gods who themselves are very imperfect dealing with uh, being human themselves <laughs> and then they're the idealist you know on the other hand those idealists guess who they are long-term investors they're the believers in the mutual funds they're the believers in the Tesla and the Walmart and whatever else they're putting their money in for 10, 20, 30 years and uh, they're investing in the future so you know there's nothing wrong with that but as a method to grow capital I mean sure you, you can that's fine in fact you know with trading in the future uh, I've just got my foot in the door here but I'm just explaining where I'm coming from and how I see things here. I'm not saying I'm making millions of dollars, but I'm saying I've I've arrived on, and I got my foot in the door 
And man, I, I caught a glimpse. I caught a glimpse of what is possible. I saw it, I held it, I looked it in the eye. I kind of put my hand down the back of his britches. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we done, uh, we done came in there and uh, what's the right word? I don't know, but it was amazing. <laughs> And all of a sudden, we have something that fits. All right, I know I'm not making a lot of sense here, but this fit who we were, who we've always been, the thoughts we've always had about society and, you know, salaried and hourly wage jobs here in America and, you know, the whole working class, blue collar class and how um, they've been taught through conditioning to despise themselves uh, so America is a place where we're always looking uh, to imagine ourselves hyacinth bouquets if you don't know who she is she believed she was very high class and uh, it's very comedical comedical is that a word that can't be a word it's very comedic uh, how that looks from the outside. So America, you know, I'm embarrassed by Americans. I'm embarrassed by white people. I'm embarrassed by Americans. I just saw some news story. This girl, I forget where she was from, but she wanted to move to America, you know, the freest place on earth, the safest place on earth. And her parents were like, no, don't move to America. Uh, and so she moved here and she got murdered. That's that's uh, unfortunate and terrible, horrible, and uh, there's something deeper in that that reflects the nature of what's happened to the American dream. And the feelings that I had as a kid, I can remember one conversation with my uncle when I was about 15 years old, and I was a skater, and he was talking to me about college. And I can't remember what I said, but I almost outright mocked him at the notion of going to college that's just always been built into me no I'm not gonna do what everybody else is doing I don't see a reason to it's stupid I don't want to give my life to a corporation and end up with a gold watch I don't want to I don't want a house with a mortgage and like a bunch of kids I don't want those things that you wanted uh, in your generation or thought was normal I don't want any of that and I'm looking around me today and I see that since COVID and a lot of this stuff I think a lot of people feel like I do especially a lot of people of my generation um, who kind of unfairly got judged in that documentary Woodstock 99 I mean it's total fair judgment of the people that were at Woodstock 99 but it was kind of a, a unfair generalization to say yeah this is your generation you know, Woodstock 99 defines your generation. I wasn't at Woodstock 99. I didn't like that type of music. And I know a lot more <laughs> other people that would not have been caught dead there. I wouldn't have been caught dead there. But what I'm saying is um, there is some truth in that. I think my generation was the generation that uh, they saw something. 
So this took place in the 1920s in America. What happened was an injection of freedom and suddenly people could explore who they were. They had time to and they, they danced and they began to write books and there were movies and uh, it was a crazy time. And then the stock, mar stock market crash came and um, that's when religion took over America because man, it was serious. It was terrifying, horrifying. Uh, read uh, John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. Um, my mom, she turned 80 she, in October. She was part of all that. She was born in 1941. And um, who I am, she had me later in life. Her mother had her later in life, I think. And uh, that explains it, right? Uh, that very much imprinted on her uh, certain certain ways of perceiving with the world and America and the nation and capitalism and what's going on here. And uh, then she had me. She's a Libra. I'm a triple Capricorn. Uh, my dad was a, uh, a Pisces. I believe that's right. Let me double check that. Now that I've said that, I just want to make sure yes I often confuse Pisces and Cancer for whatever reason the symbols kind of similar or something anyway uh, so I saw what happened with my dad's generation and I think my generation you know they had countercultural figures that started from the 20s to the 50s 60s this bohemian injection of you know liberty and um, what the conservatives saw as progressive you know progressivism and the moral decrepitude the satanic panic all this stuff uh, the demonization of <laughs> the Ouija board <laughs> through the horror genre <laughs> um, you know which prior to this uh, you know, had been a family activity uh, trying to talk with your dead loved ones that just got, you know, shot the fuck up in the war. Um, I saw my dad uh, live a life of pretty much, I would say, mostly misery uh, at a nine to five and got nothing in return in his life. Uh, so what he did was sacrifice to provide for my mom and me and uh, he also paid child support through my childhood to another uh, couple of kids he had had in another marriage but like that was just his life was just you know nose to the ground plow forward get the paycheck pay the bills keep the roof over the house and then there was me 1980 uh, triple Capricorn and growing up through the 80s the culture was marketed to us um, we were consumers uh, we were targeted and uh, I suspect the food may have done something to us uh, neurologically <laughs> stop eating fast food everybody please 
Um, speaking of sacrifice, you know, that I'm, I'm not demeaning or belittling what my dad did because it's incredible. It took incredible strength. But he just saw no way out of it and um, just, you know, did what he had to do. And that's what a lot of Americans who are blue collar, working class, single parents, whatever, they're just doing what they have to do. They're just surviving, not even paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to credit card to paycheck, make the minimum payment, make the minimum payment, have to use it again next month. You know, it just, you are constantly being buried. You're just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and it never stops. And the work, it's always wanting more from you at, you know, a less, less cost to them, more from you, less cost to them. And their attitudes towards employees have changed the corporations from, um, what was in my grandfather's generation that my father had expected from the place he worked at wasn't there in his generation. You know, look how they treated my dad's generation when it was time to retire. Everybody's 401k got wiped. Back in the housing crisis. Uh, you want to see a movie about that? Uh, it's the big short. And it pisses me off every time I watch it. So I, I saw my dad's reward for his blue collar work ethic. You know, uh, unbelievable. He was just disposable. I think it probably came to as, as a shock to him as well. Um, you know, think about that. You pay into a 401k your whole life. It comes time to retire. It's gone. You got nothing. Nada. So my dad continued to work after retirement. He had to. I, I, that's, you know, I walk, walk into some of these big box stores, uh, in particular the ones that are more conservative and take care of, they hire veterans and such. Um, those people look like the living dead. Uh, in those cases, they're generally getting good benefits. But my God, they're the living dead. It's pitiful. They should not be working. They should be in a retirement home. And it's just horrible to walk in and see that. And like, you know, kids are like, what, 16? They've been hired at the absolute minimum wage. It's like you've got those. That's what's running America right now. And everybody in between is scratching their heads, figuring, you know, trying to figure out, this is terrible. We don't want any of this what we've seen in past generation we don't want that we that's not going to happen to us we got to figure something else out um they have come to the place i see this kind of out in abstractly um a lot of uh you know we don't want to work here <laughs> in this country <laughs> doing this stuff you know they don't give a fuck about us we don't give a fuck about them you know they want to you know manufacture everything in other countries and you know just treat us as disposable you know why should we hold that up why should we sacrifice our lives to that 
There's nothing to have pride in here. We don't fucking make anything. We do have some cool companies. And, uh, you know, if America had a religion, it would be the stock market. Um, and how you show your loyalty to the stock market, how you show your loyalty to the religion, is long-term investment. You want to know how religion's going to pay you back when it comes to retire? I can tell you it's going to be a repeat story of 2000, early 2000s. It's going to be a repeat story. They're going to wipe you out. It's not a, not, this is not some ideal, you know, we're going to take care of everybody. You know, liberals and conservatives, I don't, I don't, I don't play the fucking game at all. You know, it's a dumb game. <laughs> uh, but I can see, because of that, I can see the, the, Pueralness of both sides pretty clearly um, and I would have to say the more innocent are the liberals the younger are the liberals there's a, some quote said if a liberal isn't a conservative by age you know 50 or whatever they're not you know, they're just stupid but there's some truth to that because fear sets in <laughs> when you start decrepitating <laughs> and the world begins changing the world's always been changing it's never stopped change but from your point of view um, your reaction to these things in your you know 70 whatever years uh, fear fear increases as age as time goes by um, and it should be especially if your faith is in uh, your investments in the stock market or real estate good god good I that that game is so that's how my uncle made his money in real estate um, it's crazy I, I just don't understand being a Forex trader seems like such a breeze compared to the hoops and just shittiness going on it with real estate stuff uh, and the complexity I mean if you are just a workaholic and want to be busy 24 7 uh, and want to do morally questionable things <laughs> I that's my view of it I mean you could do real estate how you want to but the reality of how it's impacting communities and neighborhoods <laughs> I, I, I can't get on board with that uh, look around see what's happening it's horrible um, Airbnb is interesting that's what my uncle and his son are involved with you know here they're 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 south but they're buying properties out you know in the Appalachian Mountains that haven't been you know looked at uh, or evaluated in God knows how long all of a sudden those have incredible value as uh, Airbnb vacation spots for people that want to get away so um, I have to say that's incredibly smart uh, but how long that's going to last, you know, you get so big and either you get like the Borg assimilated or you get destroyed 
and I'm I'm I like a lot about American capitalism. There's some stuff I don't like. You know, there's nothing perfect. There's nothing ideal. But as for opportunity it offers anybody, I don't think you can beat it here in America. I mean, it's unfortunate who are the people that take advantage of the opportunities and the, who are creating reality or who are manifesting it, who are machining it. Uh, it's unfortunate the people who are hungry enough um, that their character, you know, I think I think a lot more decent thinking people should uh, grow <laughs> to places of power and we can fix this. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I'm just looking back over the last four years of this journey to become a trader. And I don't think that anybody who had felt did not feel these this way about things. I don't think they could make it. Because um, everything else has to burn. And I don't think if you felt this way about the world already... Uh, you know, you just would not have a desire. They would not be there. But for the people who see the opportunities trading provides and the momentum in the accumulation of capital, uh, it's the holy grail. It's the hope uh, in the future. It's uh, personal power. You know, self-reliance. There's no real estate, uh, you know, uh, hoops to jump through. There's taxes, but compared to uh, real estate doing something, I mean, it's incredibly complicated. Uh, you almost have to run a multi-faced business uh, to be involved in in real estate you have to deal with all kinds of people pay all kinds of fees um, and adhere to all kinds of rules to the game and I've noticed that the stock market US equities it's so locked down man uh, the times you can trade um, just how they they run things compared to Forex I don't even know how to compare it like trying to trade stocks is like going to your local retail store. The prices are real jacked up. And uh, the people are looking at you like you're a schmuck. Buy something or get the fuck out. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a pleasant experience. Compared to Forex, it's so free and open. And it's like sailing out on the seas. You may come into a port. Do some wonderful business with the local tradesmen and just sail on out with ease. The logistics of, of trading, that's what it's like between the two. And the reasons for that is the stock market is so locked down, man. So manipulated. The news cycles, oh my God. It's almost like a nightmare machine. Um... You know, it's the same way on a larger scale. The economic news events on Forex are what, what's moving things, what's manipulating things with the algos. 
algos manipulate both things but it's just you know the u.s stock market is such a smaller scale operation from what the foreign exchange is it's just those things are more visible <laughs> the the secret underpinnings um you know what happens why I buy this stock and then aftermarket it hits my stop why that happened motherfucker you think it happened <laughs> But that's, a, that's again, this is the power of trading. You don't hold overnight. In certain cases, you would hold overnight. But uh, I don't like holding overnight. I hit, I strike before they even know what happens. And then I come back and do it again the next day. And it's fun. I feel like where I'm at right now is like, I couldn't be more happy with my personality and to what I'm paired to what I'm doing right now. That triple Capricorn independence, uh, self empowerment, individuation, all the all the things that Western that made America, but that America, because of the people now in power, they condemn those qualities in the people. They suppress them because they don't want their you know high places being wiped out by newcomers so it's like it's a crazy catch-22 thing to be an american it's, it's, it's so weird you know and I, I wanted to move for tax reasons but at the same time i just don't want to be like i would feel bad being like coming to your country I'm the new American here. I'm going to live here now. It would just feel, I would feel so just embarrassed and shameful to do that because of uh, <laughs> recent news events that hit the global. Man, I'm embarrassed. You know? <laughs> I don't want to show my face as an American <laughs> somewhere else. I'm going to hide. All right. Uh, this was kind of difficult to me, for me. Um, because I'm so used to my views being condemned. I live in the Bible Belt, uh, you know, Southeastern uh, America, United States. And it's weird to be 41 years old and just be able to walk out and free myself, find a path that is kind of almost redeemed who I've always been and what I've always thought about this what's going on and being born in this world and seeing what's going on and just kind of this has redeemed it uh, justified those feelings and you know what we are going to go to the place where we can take vengeance we can we can become Batman Batman's a good guy but he's not a good guy. But he is a good guy. But he's not. And uh, he's kind of that that paradox wrapped in an enigma. And he's the shadow embodied. And as well, the bringer of justice. Uh, so in that way, he feels almost like this paradoxical, non-dualistic archetype of an Eastern deity 
sitting right there in the middle of America through comic books and shit. And uh, he's definitely my favorite superhero because of numerous reasons. But uh, yeah, you know that is it's one thing just convincing people. This is a this is a path you can take. Right now, while America is questioning everything, <laughs> they're having an identity crisis. They're like, "Oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? We can't continue to do this. We got to figure something out." So, I'm saying to anybody saying that, uh, trading is one of your possibilities, and expect about four years of your time and four years of losses. Uh, four years of struggle but maybe you're smarter than me maybe you can get there quicker uh, I think it largely depends on a teacher um, I, it definitely will require mentorship uh, but it's doable and there's nothing like it like nobody can take it away from you nobody you can't get fired from this job you know <laughs> you can't get fired from this job you can't even quit this job it's like once the bug bites you you're in for life my friend you're gonna dance the dance with the dragon forevermore the chaos dragon and you shall dance you know it's like once you see this world there's no leaving it <laughs> I mean a lot of traders do disappear. Uh, you could say 95% of them or so. But they weren't real traders, were they? They were more like gamblers. And that's the life of a gambler. Uh, they're constantly destroying themselves. So somebody who's destroying themselves, that's not a trader. A trader is somebody that's accumulating. They do not let things go out from them. They accumulate capital. They don't lose capital. A trader does not lose capital. Period. If you haven't gotten there yet, you know, there is nothing else. You know, and, and, you know, it took, just took four years to figure that out. I can't do what I think will get me there. I got to do what will actually get me there. Got to figure that out. Got to believe that. I got to come to the end of myself and where I can see everything I I think should be the right thing to do here is the wrong thing and it loses me money wait a minute I'm the problem I'm a very emotional person you know I can see it in my life I react poorly to most things emotionally it's an emotional reaction maybe I should fix those things now that I see them and your trading gets better better you stop reacting emotionally. You start thinking longer term. You start having plans. You start having identity. You know, something to do. Something that occupies. Uh, something, a path to walk, you know. And it just becomes, it opens up before you into incredible vistas. You would never, never get here uh, in a blue-collar American job, you know, 
you would have to know somebody somewhere to get you in this kind of job <laughs> if you were you know to go out seeking it from somebody else than yourself why would you when you can give it to yourself you know i that's why i, I just think anybody that caught the vision of course you know aquarius is in my second house so i'm naturally uh if we're going to talk astrologically naturally drawn to more risk than most people so uh, even if you were risk averse you know you could hire a trader even if you didn't want to walk this path yourself which takes a lot of de dedication I'm not offering my services I don't I don't know if I'd want to do that or not um, I would think like if you can do it why would you like hire yourself out to other people to do it for them I don't know proprietary firms that's kind of what you're doing so I don't know man uh, I mean one reason is that you don't have a lot of capital starting out like like me I've just learned this I've just come across the uh, threshold from the learning curve and you know, found consistency so no I don't want to mess with nobody else's money I'm totally focused on growing and uh that process and anything else would distract me from it so maybe that's why a lot of people don't believe that this is even possible because the people that are really doing it where are you going to find that person unless you personally know them and in that case they'd probably be like no i don't do business with acquaintances so I just think that's why not a lot of it's like an inner circle you know it's like if somebody teaches you to fish ain't nobody ever gonna need to see you again you get your own boat you're gonna be off fishing in the sea every day feeding yourself everybody on shore will be like well where the hell did Aaron go ain't that pitiful he ain't around here no more he's all fucking got a boatload of fish don't need to come into town to show everybody found out it's not that smart to do that anyway go up and be like look at me I can fish I can fish no no that's why it's a quiet inner circle type thing only the people that cannot do it are out there selling their services that's how I feel about it I don't know I just could not trust it took me such a huge period of time to be able to trust my mentor that he wasn't trying to rip me off because growing up in 1980s America that's just what I assume. Everybody's fucking trying to rip me off. But he wasn't. He was the real deal. And it's incredibly encouraging that there's people like that around. Just know that. There are people. I mean, he was costly. I had to pay for mentorship. It was not an insignificant amount but damn it was worth every bit of it because this stuff unless i have some kind of 
like uh, you know what, what Total Recall the movie the Philip K. Dick Arnold Schwarzenegger if you haven't seen that man you fool you fool <laughs> but unless I have some kind of thing like that happen to me this skill set is never leaving me and will always be able to sustain me as long as there's a door open if they don't shut all the doors uh, which is so, what's so great about crypto where we get into real mysterious stuff is why why do the patterns work no matter what the market is even if it's where Japanese candlesticks were born and you know Japanese uh, rice markets or if you're using uh, candlesticks for you know 1980s American stocks or if you're using them for uh, you know the euro in the year 2022 or if you're using them for indices or bonds or commodities why why do the patterns why are they all the same why does the Fibonacci somehow reflect some kind of truth about the cyclical nature of markets and even larger things outside of markets uh, you know so many influences in markets you know it's kind of like the when you kind of step away from astrology in the newspapers to like an actual you know uh, historical knowledge of astrology you're like why is there something to this why why do these patterns seem to uh, fit the bill like what's what's going on here that that to me is uh, that was not present in my my Calvinist journey as a five-point Calvinist I got tired of being a Calvinist because all the questions got answered it took a few years but eventually I worked through it logically and I was like well kind of bored now <laughs> that's never gonna happen with the markets because there's some I don't you know who could fathom those things the seasons but yet being a trader and following them you do grow in a deeper understanding it's like a mysticism um, the ability to see what other people just don't see and why it works that's a good question I mean are the algorithms built to continue the structure that was kind of back you know when Japanese when personal home computers didn't even exist and they were you know drawing Japanese candlesticks on charts by hand or printing them out on old-ass 1980s you know copy machines fax machines why the hell why the hell is that shit go back and look at historical candlestick charts and if you're a price action technician if you're a price action analyst if you're price action only and you can see market structure and shit why is the same thing there why why are the same patterns there it's I don't even like to think about it 
It's like an abyssal depth of mystery. It kind of makes me dizzy. It's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> I don't want to look too far there. I just want to, you know, it's weird, but it's there. All right, we're at 40 minutes, so uh, I'm going to say until next time. Thank you.